0: Even if you did capture the Avatar, it would not solve our problems. You must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that road and you surrender to your lowest instincts. This is Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. You are listening to a special presentation from Steambox, The Joyful Rebellion. In the darkest times, hope is
1: something you give yourself. Hey, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast. This is The Joyful Rebellion, the season finale of The Joyful Rebellion. I am here with my Central Falls warriors. Warriors from Central Falls, please say what's up to the world.
2: What's What's up? up?
1: We also have a couple of guests with us today. Uh, As always in The Joyful Rebellion, we've got somebody coming in. To help us narrow down our thoughts, we've got a, a counselor coming in to help us with this stuff. Um, but right now, I have state rep and uh, teacher, Enrique Sanchez. Enrique, hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Good to good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Enrique, you said something interesting a moment ago. You were talking about how your family had one of the first, your family had like the first Mexican spot. What was the name of it? Sanchez Mexican Market. Sanchez Mexican Market. We changed the name to Casa Mexico recently a few years ago. We had a Puerto Rican spot and, uh, that was the pride of us, too, and there was a Dominican spot, and the three of them kind of popped up around the same time, way, way back. My family had Antilla's restaurant okay. on uh, on Broad Street, so uh, so we're brothers in some way growing up with Maltas
3: and stuff. You probably had the red ones, but, you know, I got the yellow one. <laughs> I got the Maltagoya. Uh, um, Pumex. Pumex juices. I don't know if you guys have tried this before. Pumex, the mango juices? No. Oh, that's the mango. Yeah, they're good. Riri's about to jump on. We're going to have to check out some poop. Today's
1: episode of Joyful Rebellion, sponsored by Fumex. We're going to have to figure this out. So um, I want to get to the students. I want the students to really share. Students, I hope you're thinking, and I hope you have something uh, to share, because this is important to me. It was your topic. It was a topic that was brought up by you. We're going to talk about how school affects our mental wellness. But one of the reasons I have Enrique here today is because state rep Enrique Sanchez just had an experience in a school that has affected his mental wellness. Uh, are you willing to share? Are you willing to talk about what happened at Central High School?
3: Yeah, um, I yeah, kind of a little closer. I, you know. I, I was, um, thank you. And guys, by the way, do call me Enrique. You don't have to call me Steve Enrique Enrique's just fine, okay? Enrique's just fine. All right. Um, so you know we've been working in the schools for the last three, four years. Uh, and there's a lot of, uh, racism, a lot of, uh, structural barriers that affect our students and even though I support and I always stand in solidarity with our teachers or educators you know a lot of times they make decisions and they and they do acts that aren't appropriate to our kids and I've seen it firsthand and the way that you know the treatment is sometimes with our educators with our youth uh and because our schools are mostly uh black and latino or southeast asian american or other um uh communities as well but also a point of factor is that you know there's a lot of um Uh, poverty that exists as well in in our school, right? In in our communities. And so um, that's something that we've been trying to, I've been trying to uh, help improve.
1: Is that something that you were able to work on in the classroom? Forgive me for interrupting. That's what I do all day long. Uh, Was that something that you were addressing specifically
3: in the classroom? Um, I was having conversations with my students about uh, the importance of them doing well in school to go on to be doctors or politicians or lawyers or you know, give the motivation. Give gives you guys more motivation in the classroom than what you were receiving previously. So I was going above and beyond, trying to bring bring uh, snacks, uh, bringing stuff for my students. You know, making them feel loved. That's that's what my job, uh, what well, that's what my priority was uh, with our with my student population. You know, if,
1: if you had to guess, and I know I know that there's probably going to be a part of you that that maybe wouldn't want to answer or would feel like um, humble to answer a question like this. But did they feel love? Do you like if you had to guess, do you think you did the kind of job where they
3: felt love? Um I yes they did because I, I was building strong relationships with my students and um I was since there's students who maybe not have a mentor, a family member, a guardian to look after them. I was trying to be there for them if they didn't um I'd have that. This doesn't sound like the regular
1: uh when 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 I think of a substitute teacher, I think of somebody who Shows up one day because your teacher missed a day, and then you see them maybe three years later down the line in a different class, and you'd be like, "Oh, what's up, Mister? I remember you." Is that the kind of substitute? Um,
3: I was working. Um, uh, I'm on Pleasant for for a couple months. I was working at Alvarez for a couple months, and I was working at uh, Juanita Sanchez for two months months. Um, but I ended up being at Central for a year and a half uh, last since last year into this into this year school year. Um, and the reason why I was shifting back and forth was because I, whether I was dealing with a bad administrator or dealing with some bad stuff happening at a certain school or dealing with uh, just the, the environment. But I felt comfortable at Central. And that's why I ended up staying there for a year and a half. But then I realized how bad that not all the administration, but the head of the, the principal and one of this is the principals was just not doing good and and this you know this crudely over basically you know how how stood you over so i understand the the law i understand like what is needed to be in the class right certification registration all of that you know um i was teaching this class okay because they needed a teacher right a year and you're in a half of them they needed a teacher they needed someone who could at least speak spanish basically right? Whether they had emergency certification, no certification or certification. Okay. I was already acquiring my emergency certification. I was working towards receiving that, but also focused on my political stuff. Right. And the reason I got, I got into education and politics was because I care about like helping people. It's, there's no money in politics guys in Rhode Island. So, um, but I realized, you know, education is important, but I also need to get into something that is going to help me elevate, make decisions and do stuff for our, to help, to actually help our, our communities. So um, the principal there and the assistant principal just, you know, just not. What you guys have here in Central Falls
1: should be normal. What you guys have at Central Falls High School with the administration being a functional group who works together and communicates, I've seen it. That should be normal. I can tell you because I've worked in a number of the schools and Enrique's worked in a number of the schools, that is not normal. It is not normal to have a high functioning administration you mentioned Alvarez and I, I like I think of an amazing bilingual teacher who uh who had gone through brown all this stuff best teacher in the building best teacher in the building and uh she's black and our assistant principal at Alvarez you know uh it seems like it felt like Uh, Had different standards for certain people. Right. um, And especially certain people who engage students in really positive and healthy ways. And so sometimes a lot of those administrations are not toxic. Support it. And this is and this is the conversation that we're having today. No coincidence that it's during uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So right now, my question for you guys is, can you guys think of a time where school impacted your mental well-being? And that might mean you left the day you left the school day inspired and happy. That might mean that you left the school day in a rage, upset that somebody aggressed on you in some kind of way. That might mean that uh, you encountered racism. That might mean that you you encountered a heroic figure. Can anybody think of a time where they were impacted by school in an emotional way because that's the conversation that we were talking about having today.
2: I'll say. It was probably the first day of last year uh, after drama class because um, I before I was like, I don't really know if I want this class. But after I first had my first class, second, third, it was like every time I left drama, I had so much energy and I was so happy that I was up on stage. Yeah, that's why that's how I figured out mostly that I wanted to pursue that career. And it just like it felt so nice. Drama did that for me, too, at classical. Another experience I had a classical though was
1: um, we used to have numbers on our report cards. You, you guys don't have those now, do you? It's just A's. Okay. Uh, what'd you say? Just A's. Just A's, B's, B's, okay. uh <laughs> Numbers. I had these numbers when, and when I flipped it over, there was a key to what the numbers meant. Did you have those when you? No. Okay. So I had uh, I had number fifty. I think it was fifty five. It was somewhere between fifty two and fifty seven. And when you flip it over, here's the number that I got from my teacher. This is a real number that an adult human being gave to uh, gave to a high schooler. Uh, it said, this person cannot be depended upon to do the right thing in any given situation, right? That's a label that I was given. I swear to God, my first thought, it didn't crush me right away. My first thought was, that's hilarious. Like, I felt like I achieved something. I was like, damn, I did so bad, I did good, right? Like, it was one of those kind of things. But but as an adult now who works with students, like, I honestly, I, I, I know that a lot of the things that we do give you momentum. A lot of the work that we do gives you momentum, and I know that when we give you a push forward, I know that that means you're moving forward. I saw a cop in Boston this week where where I was presenting with some people. Uh, talking to a group of 100 students. This was a, a, an entirely black crowd. And the cop says, uh, and the cop who's also black says, I know I could go into the hood and I can look at an eight-year-old and I know if that person's going to be in jail or, or going to be dead. He says, I know that at eight years old. And I'm thinking, if you know that at eight years old, if you know that this person is going to be like this at eight years old, Then there's not going to be any changing your mind. You're going to always look at that person like that, and you're creating a prophecy of this, right? Like this is a cop addressing people like on his expertise, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the expectations that we give, and that makes me think about that number that I got, which was, which you know, in retrospect, it was hilarious to me, and I I wore it like a trophy at first,
3: but in retrospect, it was kind of gross. Um, Can I just jump in here? Yeah, please. I want you. I want to encourage you all to. Go above and beyond and don't just don't just think that you can just settle to be a cop or a firefighter or what's a military. I want you guys to also think about going to the best schools, you know, becoming lawyers, doctors, physicians, politicians, leaders, presidents, CEOs of nonprofits. I want you guys to 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 go beyond and 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 and, and achieve that. Don't settle. Okay. That's my or or advice. don't don't be mad at me for this.
1: Uh, There was an adult that was in front of my students for a full week. And this this adult was talking about how important it is, uh, how dope it was. And he talks about his achievement. He had a great achievement. He just uh, he's graduating Harvard. But the number of times that he mentioned it to my students and like you can do this, too. And you can go to Harvard. And I'm like, also, they don't have to like like success isn't necessarily at Harvard or necessarily any college. You guys could do a trade school. You guys can do business right after like you guys can find your path. But you I want to I want to like what he's talking about is motivating you to find success and there's paths that are already there. But I'm saying or or take another path. Either way, we got you. We want you going towards success. Other ways and other days that school has impacted our emotional well-being.
0: I feel like as freshman, yeah, going into high school, I was so excited and everything, but now going mid-year to the end of the year, it's so draining. I hate high school.
1: Bro, you're the, <laughs> you are the freshman class president and you hate high school.
0: It's not that I hate high... It's, it's not like the surroundings are anything or, like, the people. It's more like just, like, how much work there is. I am not ready.
1: Is it? It's all about the work?
0: <laughs> well, it's just, like... I don't know. A lot's happened to me this year and, like, it's all impacting me in different ways, good or bad. And then, like, some, even if good things happen to me, like Japan... I was rude to everyone in Japan, but I was so grateful to be there. But like I acted like I wasn't great, wasn't grateful, and like it was just like good things that happened to me, I didn't, I took for granted basically. And th- I'm,
1: I'm yeah. happy, I'm happy that you have the accountability that you can remember that you had a monster side of you that came out in Japan. But I also hope that you remember some of the really uh, amazing opportunities and moments that we had in Japan, where nobody thought you were rude in those moments. It was a lot of when we were walking and you were pushing us to certain directions. Uh, But other than that, you had so many great moments in Japan, too. I'd I'd hate for you to remember it that way. Can you, I I, I see you, I'm definitely going to come to you next. Can you, is there anything else that you're willing to share? You said that you had a lot, a lot happened this school year. And there's probably some of it that you don't want to talk about. I'm sure. Is there any of that that you're willing to share in any kind of roundabout way? Good or bad. However, impactful.
0: Um I say meeting this group actually was really like nice and it's brought like another side of me out that no one's met before and now you guys know that side, but like so I don't know. <laughs> like it's it's a good impact that I met this group and like how I've met you and you've taken to me to Japan to PAX and everything like that. But like
1: uh PAX is the Penny Arcade expo where we went because we were doing some gaming stuff.
0: But and then a bad thing. Um I mean there's many but I don't really feel like talking about them publicly. Okay. But yeah.
1: So let me ask you this, because we're not gonna talk about it publicly. I got you. I know this is a very public podcast, but I'm gonna ask about the extent. Were there some of these things would you feel like were like horrible things that you wish wouldn't yeah. happen to anybody else? Yeah. That- ha- happened in school.
0: In and out.
1: In and out of school in your freshman. It
0: was with like a person in the school or people in the school.
1: Do do you feel like you're carrying I've had events recently that I can't get over, that every day I think about them. Every day, like, I think about, like, you know, events that happened, and I'm so mad at things that happened. I'm carrying trauma. Do you feel like some of the events that happened to you in your one and only year of high school, where you are the freshman class president, right, where you had a year where you went to Japan and Penny Arga Expo and all these other things, you had a really successful year, and yet in that really successful year, have you been traumatized?
0: Not like from school, but like definitely, yeah. Okay. In a non-good way.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I respect your choice to not get into it. Um, and I respect everybody's choice to not get into it. So I'm, I'm happy that you at least shared that. You know what I mean? And we're talking about how like the school and some of the community and culture
0: and I think had
1: a traumatizing effect on you. The
0: traumatizing effect definitely impacted like my grades or how my attendance is in school. Cause like I'm surprised I'm not in school. Like sorry i had to say that but like you missed
1: you missed school because of an event that happened
0: yeah and it's just yeah a lot's happened (laughs) yeah but i hope that and you're here with a smile on. yeah because i joke about it like i laugh about everything i can't take anything serious.
1: we saw you get annoyed on the other side of the world and you came back refreshed and you're sitting here smiling yeah i appreciate that about you that's the true champion i think they voted right to make you the freshman class president you had something that you wanted to share, too. Yeah. You do not go to Central Falls High
4: School. You don't have to name the school, even though uh, you probably already did on mic. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not, like, going to specify high school, but, like, I'm a special... Uh, special uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Hold on. Give me a second. Sure. It's only a podcast. Don't worry. Uh, generalized high school. There we go. I don't know why I was saying specialized. Uh, school in general. Yeah. Okay. in general. So... Uh, you know, since high school is like technically the last school you have to go to, unless you want to go to college. But uh, I remember reading something like uh, a while back ago saying, uh, when you first enter high school, they give it to you easy because you have to ease into things. But once you get into the middle of the school year, they start working you into like harder and harder work because it makes, uh, how, do, how do I say this? Since college looks at uh, how well you do, if you have gone under, like, a lot of stress, colleges see that you do, like, very well under stress, so uh, it's, like, you know, more convincing for them to accept you, and uh, on the statistics side, on high school, uh, college acceptance rates are really good for the school's reputation, which is why they, like, uh, cr- cram all of these uh, stressful things on the students, which ruins their, like, education system, because, a lot of students will either drop out or they'll start struggling. This like it's like um it's like throwing birds out of the nest and seeing
1: who flies. Yeah. And like what if you're not ready to fly, right? Like you say you right? Fail. Like is that is that the thing? Yeah. That's interesting. So that makes me think about classical, but it's unfair because here's what classical does. Classical has a test that they make you take to get in. So classical, which is a very diverse school, I think it's unfair how diverse they are because they can say, oh, yeah, we we have equal amount of like Asians. If you're going to like Barrington and pulling your Asians, you're top performing on this test Asians, I feel like it's unfair the way classical gets their people because a lot of their people have already passed the stress test. So if we're looking at classical stressing students out and them still succeeding, but these are students that we already knew could fly before they went to your school. But your school still takes a lot of credit for them. That and again, I'm talking about my school.
3: From what I know, um, I yeah, we can read the statistics right after. They don't have a lot of MLL students either. Uh, from from my videos I've seen,
1: it's not just multilingual. It's it's uh students with other special needs. Um, yes, that is correct. And charter schools get away with this a little bit too. They get to cherry pick kind of who they're bringing in. So I I think that's really interesting. I'm not trying to poop on classical. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I'm trying to come back to your point about schools stress you out on purpose because if you can handle it, you have a better chance of being uh, uh, successful later. So what do you guys think? Do you think that it's a good thing for the school to do for you? Do you think that it's preparing you better or do you think that it's hurting you or both? Tell me more, Valeria.
2: Um,
5: no, no. It's just both? Just both. Yes.
6: But I agree with her because I feel like if they don't put this on us, put the stress on us, now we won't really have it later. Most of us are already stressed in our own personal lives and everything. But in the terms of working, I feel like putting stress on us to complete our task and do everything sets us up for success in the future. But I also feel like it's too much too fast because most of the people are still kids. They're still developing And they still don't know so much things that they're trying to cram you into knowing. Like it's too much at some point.
1: Who else has, uh, who else can tell me about how school has affected them, uh, their mental wellness? Go
5: ahead. Uh,
1: You're doing puppet hands because the two of you are sitting together. So I thought that was, (laughs) I thought it was Melanie for a second.
5: So, like, my mom has high expectations. So I feel like, I like shined more in middle school, and like I feel more burnt out in high
1: school. So that's that's like my full perspective. Man, you went so hard in middle school and in high school because you're a junior now. Mm-hmm. That now.
5: No, oh my gosh, I can't tell the difference. I'm in tenth. Sophomore, yeah. okay.
1: You will be a junior in two weeks. Yes.
5: No, but I don't want
7: She'll
1: to. Be. Yes. Sorry, bad news. You'll be a junior. Yeah, you're gonna have to recoup some of that energy. Burnout is burnout a real thing? Does that... The, who, do, who does? Who feels burnt out? We're we're in June right now. Does anybody feel burnt out? Noah Noah is... Hold on. Noah's our overachiever. Noah's our resident overachiever. And you feel burnt out? What are your grades like? Is it A, 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 A? No. I'm not failing. He's not failing. You get burnt out? Yeah. What does that feel like when you get burnt out? What does it look like? How do I know you're burnt out? Uh, I
5: don't know. I just don't want to do anymore i i like i need like someone to talk to while i'm doing my work because i just don't want to do it <laughs> like
4: okay all right how do how do you is, how do you fix it i think you need people to help you fix your motivation to get out of your burnout take a break it's a two week sometimes you will still even be in your burnout if you take a break so we get breaks, right? You
1: get like, uh, they finally gave us February break back. So you have February break. You've got like the holidays break. Do you guys look forward to that? Do you look at that in the calendar? Like, yo, I can't wait for break. I need to not be in school so I can recover. Do you actually recover?
5: No. Yeah.
6: For me, yeah. Yeah? Me- because I just don't do anything. Like, even while people are on break, they do things like vacation, go out, go somewhere. But I feel like that's not really truly a break. It's not relaxing. So if I just do nothing and just focus on myself, I feel like it actually helps. Even longer weekends I can take and it'll help me out.
1: Uh, does Noah kick your ass in video games when, when you're at break? Uh,
6: I don't play with him. I, I already gave up. Is that why? Uh, Actually, no. Yesterday I beat him
1: in one game. What was his name? Yeah, what do you guys look like? versus vs. Wait, 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 wait. wait Garden Warfare? Garden Warfare. Oh, man, I love all Plants vs. Zombies. I love their old app that was
3: my favorite, but Garden Warfare, I could do for days. What do you play, Enrique? Um, I used to be a big video game person, so I played uh, a lot of Modern Warfare 2 on Xbox 360, Xbox Live, all that. Um, Modern Warfare 2, uh, Black Ops. I was more into, like, the... Notice Enrique said
1: Xbox, not PlayStation. Xbox is it? Xbox, Xbox is it. It's the. I'm sorry. I'm the, we don't get a fan. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. We go ahead. Oh,
5: I was going to say, like, for me... It's the complete opposite to Eli. Like, if I don't go out to like forget about everything, I won't. I won't recover.
2: You
1: won't recover. Okay. Um, this is this is so I'm gonna get to Joseph next. This but this makes me think, and I wonder how many people are like this. First of all, have you Enrique, have you ever stepped foot in Gilbert Stewart middle school? I have not. I you are lucky. I'm allergic to uh, I'm allergic to mold. I'm allergic to dust. Everybody's allergic to dust, right? Uh, but I'm allergic to mold. And I can tell you, and mold is a common allergy. And Gilbert Stewart is very moldy. And I got a job at Gilbert Stewart um, almost 20 years ago. That's how old I am. I got a job at Gilbert Stewart, and it was a great paying job. And I go into Gilbert Stewart, and I'm immediately sick. And I'm thinking I just happen to be getting sick. But I leave, and I'm fine come back, like, I'm much better, immediately sick. I hate when teachers use their sick days all the time, man. I think teachers abuse that shit. But I also know that our schools are nasty, toxic places sometimes. Not all of them, but a lot of them really are. And I can't help but wonder about students who are suffering the same thing. And then the expectations. You ever notice the expectations are higher for who? If you're out for a lot of days. If a student's out for a lot of days or if a teacher who's paid to be there is out for a lot of days, who's in more trouble? Student. Is that wild enough? Like, they're paid to be there. Don't you think the expectation should be higher on the professional than on the literal child? It It's wild to me. I think it's something, I think it's something that we should look at. But some of you also know me well enough to know, when you were at Penny Arcade Expo with me, I'm also, and I don't want to talk about all my ailments. I know I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I'm also, I'm also introverted and I have social anxiety. So being at an event like Penny Arcade Expo, where there's a lot of people crushes me the next day. I can't even. I don't want to leave. I don't want to get out of bed the next day. You know what I'm saying? That's what people with social and social anxiety is like, it's a lot of people. There's like a bell curve of how many people have social anxiety don't or on the opposite end. Um, there's a lot of people who have social anxiety, and every day have to walk in those hallways in between the bell, like trapped with people all around them, and that can be frustrating. I can only imagine what it's like for our introverts in the schools. Do any of you have to deal with that? Is that crazy for any of you? You all, you all got this. You all got
4: this. Again, I'm just you be the,
1: like, I'm just like thinking on my head of what, like, everything that happened.
6: I just, like, have a thousand ideas in my head yep. in the whole like, way. I just, like, my brain doesn't stop thinking about it. Mm. Is that how you deal with it? I Oh, no. Like, I just deal with anxiety, like, perfectly. Like, I just be fooling around. I just do stuff to get rid of it. Damn. Like, you could see me out in public, and I'm the biggest introvert you could probably see time to time, but I'm still fooling around
1: talking to people I don't even know. Bro, if you can exhale anxiety, do you really have anxiety? Yo, I do. I like, believe... I believe... Like, I'm kidding. That was an asshole question on my part. I apologize, but I'm saying.
6: Mm-hmm. Like, I was... Like, I watched that Spider-Man movie right after I was, like, just talking to people. Like, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, We'll have a whole separate podcast of how that's the dopest movie in the world. Um, What did you want to add? I'm so sorry that it took me so long to get to you. Uh, I guess, for me, it feels like school is, like, overwhelming. Yeah. How so?
5: Like, sometimes... I just want to give up on some things just because there's just too much. You want to give up on some things. Is this schoolwork that you want to give up on? or It's usually just, you know, specific schoolwork that takes up a lot of my mental. And I just usually decide to either deal with it, which usually isn't that common for me or i just probably not like
1: do it like i don't have it i i've never related to you harder i have i grew up without chat gpt so i couldn't have chat gpt do my homework and when i had a a long like insurmountable amount of work like something that was have you guys ever been intimidated by how much schoolwork you have to do i have um i have Definitely, like Joseph is saying, I've definitely been like, F this. I ain't doing it. You cannot make me do this. I am not spending what little joy time I have doing this work. Is that just me and Joseph? Yeah. Noah, you too? Yeah. You're my overachiever, Noah. Why am I calling that? <laughs> <laughs> because you know all of pie to the hundredth decimal. It's a real thing. We actually did it.
2: What, what were you saying? I mean, I sometimes agree with you guys. But it's one of those things that's like, I normally just pick a day and just do everything. It's like one day that I'm completely free. Yeah. And I'm just like I just constantly feel like, yeah, I procrastinate until like I have until that one day for five hours. I'm straight doing homework and then I'm just done. And that day's the dating for everything's due. Exactly, exactly. procrastination <laughs> at its finest. it's to y'all. Y'all are wild. Y'all were playing a game earlier
1: where you were trying to figure out who who wears what title. And when y'all pulled up, hates this job like y'all gave that to me by default right yo we created Steambox. nobody loves their job more than me when we all year long setting up for penny arcade expo at the same time as setting up for japan do you think i do that nine to five i'm doing that like saturday night sunday morning i'm doing that round the clock for you guys to make the dopest experience and i love it yes i want to be playing rocket league a little bit more but i love it um joseph i want to get back to you somebody else remind me who else was up next was it over here? okay uh i'm gonna to come to you right after joseph joseph you said something that i want to get back to real quick joseph you said for me for me it's like this um do you feel like there's anything else that's particular to you about school is you do you think you're do you have a different experience in the classroom than other people
5: I usually get distracted more. You get distracted? Like, when I'm not, like, distracted into the work, I'm more distracted into other things. Why do
1: you think you get distracted so much?
5: Because of my ADHD.
1: Have you been diagnosed with ADHD, and is that something that you're willing to... Yeah. Okay. You've been diagnosed with ADHD. Is there, like, um, anybody else here ADHD willing to... One, two,
3: three, three. You it's on the four. It's normal. And it's it's they type it in your it's, medication it's normal. Okay. No It's I mean it's not like
1: don't don't be scared to talk about. So it. four, but it's a third of us. A third of us in this room right now. Um So what's that experience like? Is do you feel like somebody who's who doesn't have a deficit of attention, do you feel like their school day is easier in that way? Oh,
3: oh.
5: is there if they are willing to do school, then
1: most likely yes. Yeah. Wow. Like, did you do you hear, like if they're even willing to do school? If they're even willing to do school, then their experience is different. I see you. I'm gonna go there. There. I got a couple of follow ups. Um, I I want to follow up on ADHD real quick. Do. Uh, how many of us who have been uh, diagnosed with ADHD are given uh, a medication? And uh, do you guys prefer the you? Do you prefer uh, Enrique? Do you prefer Enrique? Do you prefer Joseph's? Do you prefer Cam on or off the meds? Which way do you like you more?
0: Off. I don't even take my medication. I have it. They give it to me. I don't take it. <laughs>
1: When you're on it, what is that like that's different? That you like yourself less than you off of it?
0: I'm not myself. Like, I'm more like just like mellow and I don't like that. Like, I'll just sit there and I'll either either do my work or I won't talk to anybody. Like, I'll be more of an introvert than an extrovert.
1: Okay. And that's very different for you. I know. Um, On or off? How do you like Joseph more? Do you like Joseph more when he's taking his meds or when he's not taking his meds?
5: I probably like it more off because I'm probably more... or well, I'm probably less, like, introverted, I guess. But I usually take it any... Well, I usually take it to school anyway.
3: Yeah. How about you, Enrique? I take 20 milligrams of Adderall every morning, One pill every morning. Yeah, and, it, and it's... I can tell you from my perspective, cause I'm 26, 27 in July, since age 15, I am so thankful that I, t- that I took that. Role. And it's, uh, yes, it's, it's a generational thing that you might not want to talk about it, You might want to share it, it's private whatever, but it's, it should be normal life, but you prefer Enrique on, I'm sorry, please continue. No, I was gonna say, yeah. Um, I was gonna just telling him like, Hey, it's, 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 it's normal. it's normal to be, to have, uh, you know, to feel some type of way, if you have disability, if you are something, something, mental health, whatever. Like it's important like it's important to address it and important to, to talk about it because we all one way or the other um might have something to, to share you know but it does help me uh function so that's how i'm able to keep track of like, my monthly schedule okay and then my daily that is you know, chicken scratch bro you're right just like i and i this. and i have look the most horrible ass, ter- ass handwriting. i have like the it. most terrible handwriting on earth you write like, man, you write like me and I'm, and I'm in politics and I'm in education. All right. So just so you guys know, cause it's my handwriting is really bad. You can be elected to state office and write in that alien
1: gibberish that Enrique, <laughs> but, uh, but in general, like that's how I keep trying of my stuff. And so you prefer yourself on the meds. You like yourself more on the meds. Um, if you stop taking the meds for a year, what kind of, wh- what would we see out of Enrique
3: Sanchez? Uh for two, three days, I'm not going to be like, like functioning as, as as I have to be. Like I can deliver more. I can't focus on my stuff. I can't write stuff down. Like I just become destabilized completely, but I don't take my like, medicine.
1: And this is not one size fits all. It's not the same. It's not the same for everybody. I know some of us, some of us can, can get by and be high functioning without it. Some of us need it more. So uh, Enrique Sanchez says uh, Enrique says that he likes himself with it better uh, while he's on it Cam says that she likes herself better when she's off and there's no real right answer it's really about what works for you did you have an opinion on that too? oh you said undiagnosed I'm sorry so uh, I had some follow ups I was going to Cam next Cam go ahead
0: I was going to agree with him about being overwhelmed with school like you though know, I just talked about this but it is very overwhelming at times especially since finals are coming up you already did that, at all.
3: You're almost done. June's coming up. We're already in June. Is there
1: is there a little bit of like uh, I can see the finish line, and and that's good, really good. I can't
5: see the finish line with all that paperwork.
1: You can't see past all the all the work. You can't see the finish line yet. So even though we're in the final month, it's still like nah.
5: I still have work that I have to do that was due like two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I recommend you get that in, Riri. Um, Yes, sweet. So. Is it though? Yes. Uh, Thank you for sharing. Okay, good. Thank you for jumping in. Because I want to ask uh, both Melanies. Both Melanies. I have Melanie one and two. You guys can decide which is which. Melanies, how has school impacted you? And then I'm coming to you right after this. How has school impacted you, either in a good way or, or a bad way? Have, and and the question that would be for anybody afterward, have you ever left school, like, crying? Have you ever left school in tears and horrified, and mortified. Like, that's what you guys said you wanted to talk about on today's podcast, so I'm bringing that out right now. So, Melanie's, have you ever left school impacted emotionally in positive or negative ways based on something that happened?
0: Got that? School has impacted me in, I wouldn't say in a good way, because it's told me that there's limits to how intelligent I could be. And it's like... It's devastating.
3: Don't let that. Don't let that demoralize you. You can do anything. And to your point, you're right. You guys, if you guys don't want to go into school or anything go to trade school, have other options. Um, start up a business. Start your own company. You know, you have technology on before you use it. Like it's it's an amazing, most power. It's the most powerful spend thing you could you could utilize. You know, but you're not alone. Okay, and you you and you're, don't let schools, don't let the education dictate your. Uh, how far each can go in life, okay? Melanie, I was
1: told that I can't be depended upon to do the right thing in any given situation. (laughs) School told me my limitations, and my limitations was literally what school told me was that I I cannot be depended upon. I will not do the right thing. I will forever do the wrong thing. That's who Roberto Gonzalez is. That's what schools told me. And I am horrified that you... That it didn't end with my generation, but that you've received a message from school about what your limitations are. What is what was the word that you used? Devastating? It was devastating. Um, was this in high school? All year. Is this can you give me an example of something that makes you feel like you're limited? Something that school labels you as limited, something at school that makes you feel that way.
0: Cause you see. I recently got back a portfolio that I did, right? I copy on it, and I still got a lower grade.
1: <laughs> Bro, you copied a portfolio and still got a lower grade. Yes.
0: All right. And then these people didn't even practice, and they got 100. How do you like, think- How does that make sense? Cheating. <laughs> like-
1: so, other Melanie. Other Melanie, are you suggesting that uh, the teacher knew that it was, like, rigged, but still- didn't bother give like calling her out just gave her a lower grade I
4: don't know.
1: <laughs> or does does somebody think that maybe sometimes a teacher will see the same body of work from two different people not even notice that it's the same body of work but still judge two different people in different ways what is it about you Melanie that you think because you said you felt limited and I don't think this is a fair question because I'm already devastated. By anything that you might answer, but what is it that you think about you makes a teacher feel like you, your work, which is the same work as somebody else's, is less valuable? How do I- you rephrase that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not baiting for race or anything like that. But as a Puerto Rican, I definitely felt that in some very white schools that I was in. So I definitely felt like race impacted my relationships with some of the teachers. Um, My demeanor, because I'm an asshole a lot of the times, uh, affected my relationships with some of the teachers. What is it about you that like, what do you, what did you think when you got a different grade back, right? Same thing, same thing. You handed in the same kind of thing and your grade is different. What what did you feel like, what reason did you tell yourself that you got a lower grade?
0: I didn't really tell myself anything. I just accepted it as it was.
1: Does anybody else just like have like real negative experiences at school and just like I guess that's how it is? You're saying yes. You're saying yes. You're saying yes.
4: Can anybody tell me about it? Um, mine's is similar to hers. Where uh, me and my friend, a real old friend I had uh, during middle school, uh, we were both like the highest uh. Scoring kids in the class, uh, we were supposed to have the same score, but uh, despite us having the same answers, I still got like marked remarkably low. Despite her getting like, I think it was a ninety-seven, and I got like a forty-three, making no sense. I nearly failed the class because she graded my my uh test uh pretty low. And if it wasn't for me uh having already good grades in the class, I probably would have failed. M- Melanie, go ahead
0: um so i have this spanish teacher and yep. she sucks as. Yep. and then um it was me adam and an rihanna and vanessa right and then we all copy off each other we all basically do the same exact for
1: thing. the sake of our podcast we're saying you work together yes. on your project yeah I, which actually sounds true right it's not like mm-hmm. okay
0: and then uh, we all turn it in right and then i get the lowest score and then vanessa it's a higher score. Adam gets gets Get the, highest, the highest. And then we.
1: Okay, all right. Maybe you don't want to look in the mirror and be like, "Why does the teacher hate me?" But what is it about Adam? Why do why do why do they love Adam?
5: I feel like he converses more with her. So like...
1: Oh my god, he buys his teacher's gifts. He like plays the game. Adam yes. plays the yes. game. Said plays the game. Okay, all right. Um. Can anybody think of okay So we're look we're looking at these situations where we're treated differently in school. Do you guys do you guys believe not for a fact. I'm not asking you to state a fact. I'm asking if your belief is that teachers have favorites and that teachers and that some teachers like not you're not their favorite, but some teachers dislike you. Some teachers are like, "F that kid." Does anybody here believe that? It's obvious. Yeah. Just... Whoa, I was ex- I was expecting maybe one person, but y'all are saying that it's shouting. It's obvious. I for every single period I have, I can name who with the teachers' favorites and who they don't like to. Okay, so not just favorites, right? Because favorites is natural. Uh I try not to have favorites, but I, I definitely, I definitely. <laughs> What's up, Isaiah? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh, but to, to dislike somebody too, yeah. Uh, I have two
6: periods Enzo knows, that the teacher definitely does not like me. Uh, I know the first one, uh, Murray. Murray, the other one, what's the other one? That's because I, she
1: true, don't. yeah. All right,
5: hold on,
1: this is inside baseball. Inside baseball, in what ways do you feel like people, in what ways do you feel like teachers don't like you? Oh, because I'm arg- very
2: argumentative. Go ahead, yeah. Me and Eli, um, so we have this one class where it's not that we don't like what we're learning. It's just that the teacher is trying to put a lot of work on us that we're simply not taking. So it's like she gives us an assignment. We do it. We do it. Maybe not to the best of our abilities, but we do it. We hand in good work, good enough to get us a B. Probably the best in the class, to be but honest. The only ones that hand in work in the class and probably enough to get us a B. But since we're the only ones, she wants us to get an A. So she's always like, "Do more." probably write more. You could probably write a little better. What do you mean about this? What do you mean about that? And with already all the stress that we have in all the other classes, we're just trying to get a grade and move on with this one. Since it's an easy class that we can pass. But she just constantly refuses our work. And even went as far as to keeping us in class kidnapped, even though our guidance counselor had asked us to go down to top to her.
1: So here's my question, right? Is this is is it different from this student's not doing their work and I'm disappointed in this student or versus F that student, I don't like this kid, this kid can go to hell?
6: Well, if she didn't like me before that, she definitely doesn't like me now
1: because yeah. I just told her hell no. Has, have any of you ever felt like this teacher freaking hates me? Yes, 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 yes. Can you give me an example, Lewis? You don't have to name the name. Period three. You like remember period
0: three?
6: Mm.
1: She definitely hated
6: you. No, oh, there's there's guy. oh, he definitely didn't. Lie. He still hates me out, oh, I think, but he
3: likes it though. Who
1: about. can hate Lewis? Me. Yeah, I don't do you know,
5: do
2: Enrique, to-
3: okay, go ahead. I'm not saying to name teachers, but do you all know your teachers' names?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You want their yeah. address to sure. uh, this? thing? Oh. This this is something funny that happened in sixth grade. Um, that's six. Yeah, really quick. Um, I was doing really good on the science class. The teacher freaking hated me. I don't know why. Because it was one of those things that I was doing so good that he was like, bro, you're making people quit. And no, I'm genuinely. Because you're if making you go, people quit what? If, like this class. If you go to, to one of the middle schools, it's called East Middle School. You go to one of the science teachers. They literally have a method of learning something called the Enzo Method. I've changed this guy's curriculum so hard that I'm part of it now. I have people that go there and are learning what I learned, what I did and taught the teacher. <laughs> ate in my guts for it. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
1: I, like it. Uh, I don't like that he ate it. I'm just saying. Yeah, he ate uh, in my it, guts. It's a, it's a shitty thing to feel. And can you imagine the students that started this podcast who are at Alvarez High School and who are saying, we don't like when our teacher calls us the N-word. And this is, again, when they said that, they didn't say her name. And I knew exactly who they were talking about because it's not weird it's completely normal. And for the teachers the next day to be pissed off at the students, to be pissed off at the students for saying that they don't like it when a teacher calls them that they're not pissed off at the teacher. They're pissed off at the students for saying that. So like every one of those teachers who I heard from in that way, I immediately lost respect for it. I was like, how dare you? How dare you be offended that a student called the teacher out instead of calling a teacher out? For, for using that kind of language with a student. Um, I have one more question for you. Uh, I think it's really important uh, that I introduce the world to Kimberly Campbell in, in a moment. The next question that I have for you after I talk to Kimberly for just a second is, I want to talk about, has schools ever made us feel really dark? Have schools ever made us feel, uh, it, it, only, only things that you might want to share, but have schools ever made us feel like like when Joseph said, I, I just want to quit it all kind of thing. Like if you interpret it as like quit it all, you know what I mean? Like have schools ever made us feel really, really dark? Um, because I know, I know that I felt that way in college. I know that I felt race baited throughout school, especially at Moses Brown, where it was all white when I was at Moses Brown. Um, so I want to ask that question. I want to talk about that a little bit uh, as we wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month with Joyful Rebellion. Um, and again, uh, shout out, and he's staying with us for the next few minutes as we wrap up, but Enrique Sanchez, Rhode Island state rep. You guys can look up Enrique Sanchez and follow him on social media. Our audience at home, if you wanted
3: to find out any more information, I'm trying to be as resourceful as I can. So I deal, I have a large following of Providence youth and also a lot of Providence uh, folks who've, who've lived in the community, you know, folks who who live in Providence. Uh, so anything that I can be assist with, support with, jobs, resources, grants, anything that you guys want to try to, letter recommendations or whatever for your schools, for college or anything, please let me know. The same thing I tell every kid. you are like here he's... to be as resourceful. Now we're not here to not to waste time and be lazy. We're here to be as resourceful. I'm here to be resourceful. It sounds like he's telling
1: this the people around this table to hit him up and he's got your back. And also our large audience at home, number one for three straight weeks in a row for a reason, Uh, yeah, hit up Enrique Sanchez. If you need something, we really appreciate you being here. Uh, and I hope, I hope, uh, as we're wrapping up, you might have another piece of insight, Kimberly Campbell. Finally, we finally meet. Um, it's been my mission to have somebody who's, uh, black or Brown on this podcast, the joyful rebellion, every single week to talk about mental wellness with the students, uh, who's qualified in the area. And I'm really happy that you're here because you've heard some things already on this podcast today. And I'm hoping that um, in, in the next few minutes, you might be able to help us sort some of it out, give us some resources, talk about some of it. But first, I got to ask you, uh, you're a pageant contestant of some kind that is super foreign to me. And maybe, you can I say weird? Uh, what is your pageant title? It's Ms. New England Petite. Sorry, I'm me meeting Ms. Ms. New England Petite. Do you guys know what Petite means? Yeah. What is, it's a small. Okay. Is that what it means for, is that the, is that what we're referring to? Oh, she's got, she's got the seven, she's everything.
7: (laughs) Yeah. So this is the uh, fascial petite means height wise. So it's for children and teens going all the way up to 80. So you can start at three as long as you're under the height of high six. So it's on stage quest game, evening gown, no talent. So it's just really a system that's huge on volunteer.
1: Does it, is it? So is it about is it about how sexy you are? Is this like a beautiful person is gonna get this
7: thing? No, so it's mainly volunteerism. So they want individuals who are out there in the community. Once you have something that you're passionate about, you can go out there and you're also.
1: I'd like to quickly distinguish. Uh, the student behind me said she just said starting at three years old. Bro, <laughs> I've seen pageants that start young ass children looking for based on looks. Based on, have you guys not, do you guys not have public access channels and like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Basic cable, right? Like, honey boo boo's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so so that's a thing. I'm happy that you distinguished. You're also uh, working in a school uh, and helping students with resources in Massachusetts? Yes. All right, cool. Uh, What do you think about what you've heard so far? Some of our students have talked about, some of our students have talked about uh, a preference for being off meds having been diagnosed, but they prefer being off meds. Some of our students have talked about feeling targeted by teachers and feeling hated by teachers. My previous students have talked about not here in Central Falls. I've never heard it here in Central Falls, I must admit. Uh, But some of my students from Providence talk about how uh, teachers, and this is, I've seen it firsthand before with an entirely separate teacher, uh, have called them the N-word. I've been part of schools that have... uh, like mold
4: like health problems like literal toxicity um and what did you want to add uh so i have one story of during middle school i think it was sixth grade where my old history teacher said then were two uh one of my classmates that were black your history teacher was white yeah and he dropped the n-bomb and she repeated it after him twice or three times. either two or three times they're still working Enrique, you you
3: can I just can I just I want to jump in quickly I, and I, I, it's important I, I mention this. So I know there's racism sometimes. A lot of times, right in our schools with a lot of white teachers and stuff. But I have also seen because I've witnessed it the tension between our our black youth and the our Latino youth. You guys see that here too or no? No, there's no tension. Okay, no, some, no there, it, it's not off. It's not. It's not. It's very minimal. Okay, but that's that's part of why I'm try, I try to. Work, get along with, and, and work with all youth, and that it have favorites because I wanted all our youth, even the Latino, I want all our youth, black, white, Latino, Asian, does matter to feel like they were important while I was a teacher. That's how I approach my work.
6: Uh, so instead of black versus Hispanic, um, disparity, we have mostly main core students and ESL students. Like even Hispanic main core students, like there's a divide between ESL. Students. Wow,
1: wow, yeah, that's. It's I, that's interesting to me because uh, this is a, a homogenous community. This community is mostly a Latino community. Would you guys agree with that? Like mostly. So this is a, a mostly Latino community, and yet to your point, you still find a way to divide yourselves, right? Like still find a way to hate on each Racism within the Latino community exists.
3: I can't speak for other communities, but other
1: this But Latino man, I'm Latino, and I feel like pretty comfortable speaking for other communities too. <laughs> <laughs> other communities yeah, yeah. are mad racist, yeah. but. We're not off the hook, neither, because we got the aunts and uncles who are sharing WhatsApp stories, you know what I mean, of, like, some really gross stuff. Uh, Please.
7: And to piggyback, when I sat and I heard everyone say about teachers speaking on so I'm originally from Jamaican, we all have this notion that the Caribbean, we normally produce the best students. Like, at least we have the best food. So when I originally came here in, like, 2008 and... The being different in a different school environment, the learning and the piece is totally different. So I remember when I passed one paper and the teacher said, "Oh well, you can do better than this." So it's some of what like a tough love, but everyone generally has this knowledge. Like Caribbean, like once you're from the Caribbean or you're international, you're automatically smart. You have to give us three pages, four pages. So oh. I never understood that, and the teacher said well, when you graduate from here and you're going to go out there, they're going to be students of Harvard and MIT. They're going to be producing more than what you're showing because I attended an HBCU. So they were like, it was like tough love. This is
1: a historically black uh, college or university.
7: University. So they were like, oh, when you go out there, you're going to be competing against MIT and Harvard. You have to do better. So it kind of made me felt a little bit nervous, but then I understood it. And it's not until when I got out there into the world that I, it really is tough out there. So they were like, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that. So they were really preparing you for what's out. Because in the world, it's like really worse than when you're at school. Like the teachers might be on your back. And you're like, oh my gosh, why is this teacher in the teacher on your back? But sometimes it's tough love. They're coming from a place where it's different. And they didn't understand where I was coming from internationally. So it was really a lot of stress on my shoulder to continuously want to be the best in the class. So it was kind of like a stressor for me at the same time wanting to meet the Caribbean pro, wanting to meet myself proud and where I came from. So I do understand where everyone is coming from at that mind. Quick question. We just talked about
1: uh, this community being uh, mostly brown and your community was mostly black growing up. So unlike Providence, which is a melting pot of uh, all of these all of these different cultures. Did you, did you, he mentioned finding, they still found a way to hate on each other and divide each other. In Jamaica, was it like that? Did you, was, was the school groups, did they still find a way to divide even though they're homogenous?
7: So in the Caribbean, they have like, we call it CXC, and it is a school-based test that we do in the Caribbean and based on your stories, you're placed in different schools. So I went to an older school and. The average to go into that school was an 80 and above. Mm-hmm. So if you scored less than that, they placed you in like different schools based on it. So I remember like just walking around and just having my uniform on. Oh, she's from that school, so she's smart. And they tend to like put you above those who that attend schools. Like you're about a 60% in a 50% and they do group you into that section. And then even when you're in that school where you have like an 80%, you're in like a one, two or three. And the ones and twos are the ones that they expect right. to excel. Yeah, once you're a four, or five, or six, decide to the trade, or you we know, do expect you to do as best as the ones where we want two and three. So there, it did exist within that system.
1: Is this is, is your school? Uh, is Central Falls High School highly competitive? It's oh. it's less competitive. Most people don't care. Most people don't care.
0: It's really depending on what you think.
1: You guys know those few people in the class who do care. Adam, it's a it's a thing. So here's here's what we're gonna do because uh, I I don't wanna I don't wanna cut us off short, but we're out of time. So what I want to do is I want to do a, a a side like bonus content if you guys don't mind. If anybody has to go, everybody's free to go in just a minute. But if you guys are willing to stick around, I'd love to do a 10 minute bonus content uh, with any of our guests who are still here. So uh, this has been Kimberly Campbell and Enrique uh, Sanchez, state rep for Rhode Island. Um, Enrique, what's your, uh, do
3: you have a social media handle that you kind yes. of? Um I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp, everything, because it's important to get information out to people so that they're aware of what's happening in local government. For a long time, um, local government has not been as accessible and exposed to our communities as they need to be, which we need to work on and pretty bad. Like, the news is just not enough. People need to be finding out what's happening in district committees. People need to find out what's happening with different policies and laws being passed because you need to be informed does it affects you. If you're here in just a
1: minute still, I'm going to ask you an extra question about that. And Ms. Petite, Rhode Island, where you can follow our
7: at? So, uh, Ms. New England Petite on Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Rhode Island. Ms. New England <laughs> Petite. I'm so in my Rhode Island way. Miss New England Petite. Mm-hmm. On Instagram and
1: Facebook. On Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everybody uh, supporting Joyful Rebellion. Joyful Rebellion has been one of the highlights of my career, not the balloon stuff to Mars, uh, not some of the other stuff that we've done. I really appreciate you guys for participating, and I appreciate our audience for listening. Warriors from Central Falls, please say peace out to the world.
4: Peace Peace out.
0: out!